Next on BYU Sports Nation, the Manga Miracle. Say hello to one of the greatest plays in BYU football history, but not without a major cost. I sat down one-on-one with new starting quarterback Tanner Mangum. What did he see on the Hail Mary, and what now? Plus ESPN's Trevor Maddich back for another Maddich Monday. Cougars in the NFL. Who made the squad? Huge show. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Three-man rush. Mangum, all kinds of time. Steps into the throw, in the wind, down to the goal line, and caught! Touchdown, BYU! Mitch Matthews on the BYU Sports Station live in Radio Vision. Sean McDonough of ABC on the call on Saturday. BYU upsets Nebraska. Our show, as always, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Monday, September 7th, wherever and however you're dialed in. Great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with future Locks of Love contributor, Jerem Jordan. I'm not getting a haircut for at least another week because BYU won. Can we just play that on loop the entire show? Seriously, I can't watch that play enough. It was unbelievable. I still can't believe what happened. I can't believe that BYU won on a Hail Mary, and I can't believe that Taysom Hill's out for the season. I, I don't even know what to feel. We'll break that down in a moment. But what a weekend. What a weekend for BYU football. BYU owned college football. The top play on SportsCenter. It's one of those moments that you and I will be discussing as we sit Forever. in the West Stands. In our 70s. Do you remember when? Yelling people to sit down. Tanner Mangum hit Mitch Matthews to beat Nebraska. And coming up, as mentioned, the first extended sit-down interview with Tanner Mangum. I go one-on-one with the true freshman now starting BYU quarterback. You don't want to miss it. ESPN's Trevor Maddich also on the show. What did he learn from game number one? And what does he expect from Tanner Mangum? And BYU the rest of the season, starting with Boise State. And you better believe inside BYU football is going to be unbelievable this week. Unbelievable, given what we saw on Saturday, Tuesday night, 7.30 Eastern time. Put it in your DVR if you're not watching it live. It's going to be must-see TV. I'll tell you that right now. In the coach's room, before the play, after the play, on the sidelines, in the locker room, trust me, you will want to watch inside BYU football. You're going to get chills. I just I haven't even seen it. I just heard what's going into it, and I cannot wait. Tuesday night, 7.30 Eastern on BYU TV. Relive what is now being called the Mangum Miracle. Show number 533, one we will never forget. Because of, one, the Mangum Miracle, but two years ago on this day, Labor Day 2013, <laughs> two guys who had no idea what they were doing launched BYU Sports Nation. And then we walked in after those guys because we knew what we were doing. <laughs> Two years ago today, we started the show. It was just on BYU Radio, which was great. We were very excited. Six months later, it was uh, simulcast on BYU TV. And here we are. It's been a fun two years. Okay, that, doing the show after the Virginia game? Great. Uh, less than what we have today, which Absolutely. is after one of the greatest plays in BYU football history. Thankfully, we have an incredible coordinating producer, Michael Miner, and a great producer, Ben Bagley. Our entire staff. You know, it's Labor Day. We're live. We don't Help care that it's survive. holiday. We hope you enjoy the holiday. We're going to be here enjoying the holiday with you. 
Happy second birthday, BYU Sports Nation. Seriously. 533 shows, and we've got a doozy of a Twitter question for it. Bigger deal, the Manga Miracle or the Taysom Hill injury? Oh. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Oh, I, I have no closure with this Taysom Hill thing yet. I, I'm a mess. At Sis. Sis Cicero? Cicero. The miracle. If BYU doesn't win that game in that way, the loss of the game and Taysom would have been catastrophic. Now, it that's would have a good felt point. like the end of the world. Seriously. BYU winning that game is like, okay, we can, we can deal with this. It's almost like... We can handle this. It's almost like karma handed BYU a present given three injuries Seriously. with Taysom. Like we, it, it, uh, you know, put in whatever you want for karma um, at Cougar fan. Taysom injury, hands down. That guy epitomizes BYU football. Amen to that. Happy for Tanner, but so sad for Hill. Love that guy. There, there is a movement to do something during the fourth quarter. Made a, maybe hold up signs or the, you know, four on your hand for Taysom Hill this Saturday against Boise State. I hope he's at the game. Taysom's numbers brought to us by one of our BYU Sports Nation members at Ocho Zacco. After suffering his season-ending injury, 12 for 16 passing, 117 yards in the air. Touchdown, five runs, 56 yards, and a running touchdown. With a broken foot. I can't tell you what kind Warrior. of gutsy performance that was. Unbelievable. I, he, he, had, he knew his season and probably career was over, and he still went out there in the third quarter and played and put BYU in position to still win that game. Wow. Let's recap what was an unbelievable weekend in our BYU Sports Nation headlines. As we have just discussed, BYU opens the season with an improbable Unforgettable 33-28 win at Nebraska on a 42-yard Hail Mary pass from Tanner Mangum to the Mitch match. Mitch Matthews, of course, Taysom Hill suffering a Liz Frank injury. More on that in a bit. It's a broken foot. He's out for the season. Travis Tuiloma also out four to six weeks with a knee injury. That's That's a major loss for that defensive front. Jordan Prater, Manoa Pakula are both banged up. We should know more about those specific injuries around 2 Eastern after practice. Number nine women's soccer beat Utah 2-0 Friday. All they do is win 2-0. Four straight games of that. They're 4-0 on the season. Huge game today. 10 Eastern time tonight at number two Stanford and Pepperdine by the way, in the top 20, beat number one Virginia yesterday. So Stanford, likely the number one team in the country, unless BYU beats them. All BYU does is win, 2 nothing. Let's make it happen, ladies. NFL roster news. Wani Unga is now a member of the 53-man roster of the New York Giants, as is Alani Fua and the Arizona Cardinals. Both guys making it as undrafted free agent rookies. Nice. Paul Lasique on the practice squad for the Chicago Bears. DeAndre Wesley made the Baltimore Ravens practice squad. 12th-ranked women's volleyball won the Marcia E. Hamilton Classic in St. Louis. The Cougars beat St. Louis, number 24, Purdue, and Arkansas Pine Bluff. They're now 5-1. and one. Rise and shout as if you're not already on. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. The Mangum Miracle. But Coach and I told me, he's like, hey, just buy some time, roll out, and let our guys go make a play. And I got three amazing receivers down there in the receiver, so I just rolled out, let him get down there and chucked it. It wasn't my best throw. It came out a little wobbly. It left it short, but I'm just so glad that Mitch caught it. Tanner Mangum to Dave McCann during our BYU TV Sports postgame on Saturday. You can see the entirety of that show on the DVR function, BYUtv.org. Unbelievable turn of events. I mean, you picked the word. Crazy. Epic. Unbelievable. And miracle is one because it is. The backup quarterback comes in and BYU completes that play. Mitch Matthews. Okay. Is he elite? 
That play was elite. That play was the most elite play he could have possibly had in his career, I think. To open the season with those stakes, Taysom Hill's done, and to complete that play was a miracle. Snapping the 29th season opening game win streak, it was the number one play on SportsCenter. Everyone saw it. And Tanner Mangum's career, that was his first touchdown pass at BYU. I'm yelling, I'm so excited. You should be. BYU. I loved seeing the fan videos, Spencer, of people people sending pictures of their hands from jumping into the ceiling uh, and injuring it themselves. Hopefully no one really got hurt. But what a moment for BYU. One of the greatest plays in BYU history. Top five. To me, maybe number three. 33-28. The Cougars end the nation's longest season opening win streak at 29 games on that Play. Welcome to BYU Folklore, Tanner Mangum. For all intents and purposes, the first touchdown pass, and you alluded to this, Jeremy, just a moment ago, that Tanner Mangum threw as a BYU quarterback will be his greatest. It'd be hard to top that. Really? And now Tanner Mangum, and we'll push forward on this later in the week. Let's just enjoy the moment with Nebraska. The dude has a chance to play 51 games at BYU. He might be the most winning... Winning The winningest quarterback when all is said and done at BYU. BYU took full advantage of the big stage. ABC National and the national reaction to that play was undeniably overwhelming. Everyone saw it. Sports Center number one play. The lead college football highlight on any and every sports show over the weekend. Twitter reaction. That was fun. That's, that's what's part of the Twitter reaction. Mike Greenberg of Mike and Mike. Love I don't have any interest in BYU, but that's this is why I love college yeah. football. This it pulled me out of my seat. Danny Ainge, Donny Osmond, Andy Roddick. Andy Roddick is a huge <laughs> Nebraska fan. He said we paid BYU a million dollars for that. Does everyone realize that that a, a million bucks? I gotta I gotta pull up this tweet. So yeah, Andy Roddick, the former great tennis player. We Nebraska paid BYU money for that, and then at Y for Life. So I guess we are the Federer, and Nebraska is. Oh man, Roddick. And then Roddick said, nailed it. BYU is now the greatest of all time. (laughs) (laughs) I love the trolling going on back and forth. Memorable images from that moment. The Taron Houck hug. Oh, my goodness. The Houck hug. (laughs) He hugs the ref. Somebody said, it's the Mormon thug moment. Just take out the T. Mormon hugs. (laughs) (laughs) The the sprint from Tanner Mangum. I asked him about that. Was it 4-3-40 speed? The throw. I mean, the, Mitch Matthews, the, the emotions of be, the, Bronco the BYU, elation. Oh, the Bronco crowd surf again. The, the, there are two sections of BYU fans in the stadium. One of them, one of them is in that corner. And by the way, all, all reports from fans are that Lincoln and Nebraska are unbelievable hosts. That they were classy, amazing, kind. They let them down on the field. To take pictures where the touchdown wow. happened after the game. Hey, hats off to Nebraska it, for in, in every way about everything about that game and experience for all those BYU fans and players. So many unforgettable images. How about the Nebraska staffer falling to his knees on the sideline next to Mike Riley and the coaching staff as Mitch catches that pass? Oh. Every Nebraska fan to, felt that way. How many man? times has BYU been on the opposite end of this? You know how that feels. A, ha- a Hail Mary like that? Luckily not. Well, a big play Yeah, that doesn't work out. Emotion. BYU fans know what that is like. The elation was unbelievable, right? 
Unbelievable. And everyone's got a story and remembers where they were and how they celebrate. You're going to remember that moment forever. Okay, so we're up here, best of times, and then reality hits. Bronco in the locker room, holding back to fighting back tears as he discusses Taysom Hill. He said he's a person that he respects more than anybody as a player and just as a human being. Out for the year, broken foot, Liz Frank injury. I don't know who Liz Frank is, but I don't like her. So there is this dynamic of the Hail Mary, unbelievable karma threw us one because Taysom Hill is out for the year. Now, we knew we knew before most people did. So the Hail Mary was kind of a pick-me-up for us. Yeah. <laughs> the, the Hail Mary was like, yay, and then everybody else found out about Taysom. It brought them back down to earth. I still can't believe this, too, that Taysom Hill is out for the season, potentially career over. I mean, probably. We don't know all that for sure, but... Taysom Hill, untapped potential. What's the bigger deal, the Mangum Miracle or the Taysom Hill injury? You decide. Jerem Jordan one-on-one with Tanner Mangum next. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow us at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN. You don't want to miss Inside BYU Football this week, or any week for that matter, but especially this week, Tuesday night, 7.30 Eastern Time on BYU TV. What went into the Hail Mary? How did that happen? What was the reaction in the locker room, in the press box, on the sideline for that and Taysom Hill's injury? I can't think of more compelling storylines for a TV show about BYU football than what you're going to see tomorrow, 7.30 Eastern on BYU TV. ESPN's Trevor Maddich will join us in 15 minutes. We are back to that point. Another Maddich Monday after the Mangum Miracle. Our Twitter question today, what's the bigger deal? The Mangum Miracle or the Taysom Hill injury? At Jeff underscore Bame says, injuries happen all the time. Miracles come along once every 20 years. Depends on how Mangum and the defense play the rest of the way. Well, I would say to that, to that a player like Taysom Hill comes along once every 40 years. But his backup is Tanner Mangum, a guy who's done two interviews. Two. Well, now four, right? He did, did two after the game and now two others. So we don't know much about this guy, but Jerem Jordan was one of the guys that got to interview him one-on-one. Tanner Mangum, all questions to the new BYU quarterback. Okay, when, when did you go to sleep Saturday? Saturday night, about 4 a.m. <laughs> Just... You know, as exhausted and as tired as it was, you know, there's still this that feeling of of excitement and kind of adrenaline, and uh, you know, just but I got to talk to my parents and talk to my family and and I kind of enjoy that enjoy that moment. So your family goes to your brother Madison's game in Pocatello. So when do you call them and what was their reaction? <laughs> I called them once I got back to Provo after the flight, and uh, <laughs> I you know, I don't blame them for going. My brother's a senior. Idaho State, they would have had no idea that I was going to get in. But I called my mom first thing, and, and we were just so, you know, she was just so happy, and I was just happy to, to talk to her. She's always been my biggest fan after every game, win or loss. I know she's there. She's there for me. Has this all settled in, what happened? Like, has it, <laughs> has it kicked in, what happened with the team and what you did? Well, it's still a little surreal. You know, just an incredible moment, something special. And so it hasn't really set in just yet. But at the same time, you know, it's, it's time to get ready for Boise State. You know, time to, to move on to week two. But more than anything, 
I'm just happy that we got the win. That's honestly all I cared about is just getting getting the W. Describe the play to me from your perspective, from the snap to when you sprint down the field. Well, your coach and I before the, before the play told me he's like, hey, step back, roll out, buy some time, let you guys get down there, and then just go make a play. So, you know, I got it, rolled out, and I kind of looked behind me a little bit just to make sure that I had, t- I had room, I had time. Let him get down a little bit, and then I just threw it up. But when I let it go, it wasn't the prettiest ball. It wasn't my best throw. Oh, yeah. It came out a little wobbly, but I was just hoping it'd get there. I was like, come on, come on, come on. And when I saw Mitch catch it and fall into it, I you know, wasn't 100% sure he was in. I thought it was a little bit short. But when, I, when I saw the, the rest hands go up, and I saw everyone freaking out. I saw Coach Man in the hall running. And that's when I knew it was, it was real, and I just started taking off, and then I got dogpiled, you know, couldn't breathe, but it was, it was a blast. <laughs> was that 4-3-40 speed getting down to the end zone? <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't even remember most of it. I, just, I was kind of in shock at the moment. Like, did you, is this really happening? I had to keep looking at the scoreboard to make sure that it was really real, that we won the game. It was just uh, an exciting moment. Just so happy that, that it happened. What did you hear during the play? Honestly, nothing. And that's how it is every play, honestly. You know, once the ball snaps, you don't really hear anything. You kind of just you get in that zone, and you, everything else just kind of goes away. You know, even though that stadium was rocking, it was 90,000 fans, once the ball snaps, it's, it's a different, you're, you're in a different um, dimension almost. But then once it's caught and you hear, it goes quiet. Except for our little our BYU section there, the, the loyal fans, which is right near the play. Right near the play, it's perfect. And when I when I heard them, you know, celebrate it, <laughs> yeah, that was a good sound to hear. So you do a couple interviews for the first time. You couldn't talk to anybody until <laughs> after fall camp, till this moment. Um, what was it like when you got back to the locker room? Oh, just so fun to be with the guys and uh, and just you know see everyone, um, but also bittersweet. You know, I seeing Taysom. It got me emotional just because he's such a great teammate, such a good friend. And uh, obviously, you know, your heart hurts. Your heart aches for what happened to him. Um, so, we, you know, guys were rallying around him. And so it definitely is a mixed emotions. You know, so happy that we won the game. Um, but also, you know, sad for our, our team leader and our team captain who, you know, went down with an unfortunate injury. So emotionally, what's it like right now? Because Taysom Hill is out for the season yet you win the game. And for you, you're the starting quarterback now. Well, throughout the summer, um, our strength and conditioning staff talked to us a lot about overcoming adversity. And that's, that's what happens in, in football games and during football seasons. And so as a team, we have to stay together. You know, we have to stay together and, and keep, keep fighting. Um, Taysom's still our, our guy. He's still our leader and our team captain. And you know, no matter what, he's, he's going to be an example to us. So it's just a matter of coming together, you know, staying uh, united, and just doing you know, our part to keep working hard and keep preparing for, for each game you know, one week at a time. Last season when Taysom Hill got hurt, uh, a four-game losing streak happened. There were other injuries, and lots, lots of things factored into that. This year, there was a win in the game where he is injured. So maybe that makes a difference. But what kind of difference do you think there could be this year to avoid the same kind of experience after the injury? I think really it's the heart 
of the guys on this team, the the will to win, the desire. Um, we've got incredible um, leaders on this team, senior leadership, guys who've been here before, guys who were part of that season last year. And I wasn't here, but guys, you know, they went they went through it, and we don't want to take a step off um, or take a step back. Uh, we, we we just want to keep going. So I think it's going to come down to us, you know, rallying together and keeping that that desire to win and not letting outside, you know, not letting that adversity uh, affect that that performance. When you think about being the BYU quarterback, um, what, what's that like for you now that you are the starter? <laughs> well, it's definitely, um, you know, it's it's humbling because I've grown up a huge BYU fan. It's been a dream of mine to play quarterback for BYU ever since I was a kid and so it is it's a, it's a cool experience but more than anything it's just so happy to be part of the team you know not necessarily um, being the quarterback but just being a part of this team these these guys are so awesome I'm so happy to be back here with these guys with these coaches and uh, you know we're just excited to so grateful that we can you know start 1-0 we come out uh, with a win against a tough Nebraska team in a tough venue. So more than anything, we're just excited to keep it rolling, to keep going. How does your life change now? I don't know. I'm, I'm still me. <laughs> you know, I, I'm, I'm still um, myself. Uh, now it's just, you know, I do the best I can to do my part, you know, to, to prepare, to work hard, to practice hard. And, and that's kind of how it was yesterday. Or that's how it was during the game on Saturday. Um, just, I just wanted to go in and do my part, you know. But the guys around me made it easy, and I, I wasn't worried with because I knew I had, I had guys around me that were going to make plays. And I think that's just how I was going to keep going. Just got to be me and, and keep doing the best I can. Who texted or tweeted you that you thought, "Oh wow, that's cool"? After the play yesterday, um, I got one from Austin Collie, uh, which is you know pretty cool, and. Uh, you know, a lot of you know, guys reached out, and, and it means a lot. And that's what's so great about BYU fans. You know, it doesn't matter where they are; I mean, they're always they're always watching. And so it's, it's, it's really is an honor to to represent BYU and to play uh, for this team, be a part of this program. I saw Donny Osmond, Danny Ainge. Anyone outside miss that were you know big no, names? No, because everyone was weighing in. <laughs> that nothing. I I, I even checked. It all, to be honest, I haven't gotten too much into it. Uh, not, not trying to worry too much about that. But if, if I check and I see something, I'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> you got back three months. I think, not, was it June 1st? What day did you get home? June 3rd. You've been back, I believe, 94, 95 days, something like something that. Something like that, yeah. How in the world were you ready for that moment? You know, all summer long. Um, I've been doing the best I can to get back into it, to, you know, to get back into the swing of things, to get back into shape, to get back, uh, to get the arm, arm back. And luckily, fortunately, we have a, an amazing strength and conditioning staff and great coaches who help me with that. And also the players, you know, guys like Taysom and receivers who would help me out. And so just physically, I was trying to you know, get back into it, but then also mentally. And so it's just been a lot of hard work, a lot of preparation. And as a backup, you have to be ready at all times because you never know. You know, football is a, it's a tough game, so at a, in a moment's notice, you could be in. 
so mentally I've been preparing myself all summer long for when that time came. I didn't know when it was going to come, but I just knew I had to be ready. So when, when the opportunity arose, I just did the best I could to go in and, and make the most of it. Has anything else in your life maybe prepared you for that kind of pressure? I think a lot of things, um, it all kind of leads up to it, your whole life. But I think my mission helped me a lot with things like that. Because in, you know, during your mission, you have to face a lot of adversity and, and overcome challenges. Things will go your way, but you just have to keep going and, and stay positive. And I kind of felt that yesterday. Like, you know, this is, this is an amazing opportunity. And I just had to remind myself just to have fun, just to enjoy the opportunity. And so I think a lot of experiences on my, on my mission helped me for this, this mo- that moment. What was the conversation like after the game with Taysom Hill? Uh, you know, it was, it was emotional. I, I got a little emotional just because I just look up to him so much and I respect him so much and, you know, he's the hardest working guy, such a great p- person to be around and so my heart just hurts and so talking to him I just told him I loved him and, and he was you know, so nice and congratulatory and, but, uh, you know, my heart just went out to him and it's just, you know, a, a very unfortunate thing especially to a guy like that. What does he say to you uh, as the new starting quarterback of BYU? Does he give you advice? No, we, we didn't get a chance to talk a whole lot. But he, he, what he told me, he just said, hey, enjoy it. Enjoy this time and congrats. Enjoy this experience. And, but he, he's the one that, you know, that helped me throughout the summer and, and throughout fall camp. So i, I got to give credit to him for helping me be ready for when that time came. I think we all thought this moment for you would be, we'd be talking about, you know, BYU at Arizona in 2016. Has it set in for you that, wow, that time came earlier than I thought now, as you're the starter in week two? Not really, and, and I think you just, it just, you take it as it comes, you know, you just kind of go with the flow, because you never know what's going to happen. So, when, you know, when Coach and I told me, hey, you're in, I was like, okay, let's do it, let's go play, you know, I was ready to go. It's the same thing, you know. It just doesn't. I don't know when it's going to happen, but you just have to do the best you can to to step in. And luckily, I have amazing guys to help me out with that. Amazing guys around me, and great coaches who have prepared me. So you know, it makes makes it a lot easier for me. Have you thought about that first snap in Lavelle Edwards Stadium as a starting quarterback at BYU? No, I haven't gotten to that yet. But uh, it's it'll be fun. It'll be. A good experience. I'm playing, playing against a good Boise State team, and but it'll be it'll be fun to to play in front of the the hometown, uh, in front of the home crowd against my hometown team. <laughs> the kid from Eagle against Boise State in Provo. What's that going to be like for you? It'll be fun. I grew up going to all the Boise State games. I love BSU. Um, I have some former teammates on the team. I know a lot of the coaches, so it'll be fun to see them again and to play against them. But I just have to remember that it's, you know, I can't get too much into the, that emotional side of it, but rather you know, just focus on, on, our, on our schemes and our strategy and just think about it as, as any other team. What else do we need to discuss maybe from the play or going to Boise State that you want to you bring up? Well, <laughs> just uh, I think more than anything, just excited um, for what our team stands for. 
I think this summer we grew a lot as a, as a team, and it's prepared us for for moments like this when you know when adversity comes, things don't go the way we planned. But I think you know the guys on this team are uh, they've been so um, ready to go, so prepared, and so I'm I'm just so grateful to be a part of the program, to have the coaches that we do. To have the the teammates that that I do, it's, it's something special. So I'm just happy to be a part of it. What did that win mean for the rest of the season? Well, any win is is huge. You know, you you hate losing. You know, you never want to lose. So any win is, is awesome. And of course, it's great to start the season with a win. That's it's always a, a good start. And so I think it'll give us some momentum. You know, and, and it should build our confidence. Um, and it can show that you know we can overcome some tough, tough things, and it also shows that we have a lot to work on, a lot to improve. But it's definitely uh, a good start to the season to start one and zero. Tanner Mangum, poised with a capital P, my friend. Wow, I I was really impressed by his maturity, and I he's a true freshman off of a mission. But I'm telling you, this guy's going to be a good quarterback for BYU. You can see it in his demeanor. You can hear it in his voice. He is team first. He, hasn't, he could embrace the moment and be like, I'm the man, but he hasn't. He knows that this is going to be a team deal, and that's why I think this time around after Taysom's injury will be different than last year. BYU has already gone through it. Perhaps they're better prepared now. Injuries happen all the time, that's for sure. ESPN's Trevor Maddich rejoins the program. It's the first Maddich Monday next. Welcome back, sports friends, on a Monday, Labor Day. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision Live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. After further review is your home to break down the X's and O's for the game. Watch it Tuesday night, 8 Eastern time with Dave McCann, Blaine Fowler, Brian Logan, and David Nixon. Tuesday night, 8 Eastern, after further review. Let's break down BYU-Nebraska with our good friend from ESPN, former BYU national champion Trevor Maddich. We are back. Maddich, Mondays have returned. Trevor, welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Spencer, Jerem, boy, what a day to be back, huh? Absolutely. It's great to talk to you again. So we want your raw reaction and just the, the emotion that you felt after seeing that first play, or that last play, rather, from Tanner Mangum to Mitch Matthews. You want my raw reaction, right? Yep. Here, here, here it is. Oh! Yeah! <laughs> that, that pretty much. Uh, that was perfect. Clarified. That was perfect. It, it was unbelievable. I mean, I, I was at ESPN. I'm, I'm here now in Bristol, Connecticut. I was in the green room, all surrounded by a bunch of college football analysts. We're watching eight different games, but I'm watching one, and and, and I'm thinking, oh no, oh no, it slipped away. You know, it slipped away, and uh, I was thinking of the reasons why it may have slipped away, but then I thought, you know what, these guys never quit, and and it won't be over until it's over, and lo and behold, uh, the angels were singing, and when that ball came down, you know, the BYU won that game from the offensive perspective for the same reason they were in that game from the offensive perspective. A big wide receiver went up and beasted the ball away from a Nebraska defensive back. And I'll tell you what, man, breaking down that play feels such thin gruel compared to what I felt when I saw it, which was, yeah, woo yeah! <laughs> so, anyway. 
<laughs> ESPN's Trevor Maddich joining us on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline. Maddich Mondays have returned. Man, that was the reaction from everybody. And it, because it was, Taysom Hill was hurt again. BYU was going to lose that game, and then all of a sudden, the Mangum miracle happens. So you're a sophomore in 1980. Jim McMahon connects with Clay Brown. You're on the field for that, I assume, right? Yeah, I was on the sideline with the best seat in the house. On the sideline. Okay, so what? juxtapose those two, two great plays in BYU history. You know what? They, they, they both were huge plays. <clears throat> Where this one leads, we'll see, because the, that play to Clay Brown in 1980 – was another big catalyst forward. BYU had been making springs forward over the last several years, you know, with Gary Shady at quarterback, and then here comes Mark Wilson, and now Jim McMahon. And that SMU team was no joke. I mean, they put half that team into the NFL. As a matter of fact, one of my teammates in my first team, the Patriots, was Craig James, who was a running back on that team. And the coach was Dante Scarnecchia, who was an assistant coach for that SMU team. And Craig couldn't even talk to me about that play for years. And Dante would talk, but he always had this sad look. I mean, it affected that SMU team, and it affected BYU because it was another concrete reason to believe that BYU belonged, and then BYU continued up from there. Well, this this play, this game, has that feeling, and if BYU you know wins a lot more, they don't win a lot more, whatever, this particular play has that same feeling that BYU belongs, and that it is worth the fight to stay in there and keep fighting for what all teams need to make a run at championships, which is that one hot quarterback and stay healthy at the end, because BYU otherwise, BYU can play. Trevor Maddich of ESPN with us on BYU Sports Nation. Let's talk about the quarterback position. Taysom Hill, obviously the worst news that anybody could hope for. He's done for the season for a third time. The dude just cannot catch a break. But in comes Tanner Mangum. And the the kid just exudes poise and confidence. Break down the quarterback situation right now at BYU. Well, I'll tell you, it seems like quarterback U might be back. You kind of have that that feeling. I don't want to put it on them yet, but you have that feeling because nationally, Taysom Hill is widely recognized as being an elite playmaker. BYU quarterback, elite playmaker, excellent. But when he went out, and in comes Tanner Mangum, uh, you know, three months ago he was he was in Chile saying things like, uh, you know, quiere escuchar, yeah. amigo. <laughs> Yeah, stuff like that. And uh, he was just talking about his faith. All of a sudden he shows up and he engineers that kind of a comeback. It leads you to believe that uh, that BYU has got quarterbacks stacked up again. And pe- keep in mind, and I had to remind people out here this, I know everybody's familiar with it in Provo, that coming out of high school, Tanner Mangum was co-MVP of the Elite 11 camp with a guy named Jameis Winston. Now Winston went straight to Florida State and won the Heisman Trophy. Mangum ended up in Chile on a church mission, and now he's back to do his thing. But according to the the performance coming out of high school, he certainly had that kind of a performance in that Elite 11 camp. Now, when I break down his performance, uh, what I see is a guy who has lots of poise, long on poise, short on knowledge of the offense. He's got a lot to learn relative to where to go with the ball on time rather than just see a guy open and throw it up to him, you know, anticipating and throwing it before the guy comes open is what he'll need to to develop. And that comes with knowledge of the offense and practice, and that only comes with time. 
But fortunately, BYU has got four or five wide receivers that are between 6'4 and 6'6. So you can actually do that and throw it up to them. So it was the poise that was really the only thing that that Mangum had to control in this game, and that was brilliantly controlled by him. And that just gives me such encouragement for the future, even this season, even without Taysom. The wide receivers were the talk of fall camp. They really were. That they were fantastic, that BYU had tons of options, and they proved themselves. They were exactly that on Saturday. Nick Kurtz flies under the radar. He goes five catches for a buck 23 and draws a pass interference in the end zone. Uh, Mitch Matthews, obviously, with the two touchdowns. It looks like Tanner Mangum, Trevor, has some serious options at wideout this season. Yeah, he does. And and because you've got so many guys that are so tall and can make plays, it, it causes matchup problems for defenses because they'll have a, a defender, a corner, that'll be able to cover Mitch Matthews, at least at least complicate things for Mitch. But then the second guy's got to cover the next guy that's 6'4 and up. The third guy's got to cover the next tall guy, and the fourth guy's got to cover the next tall guy. So really, where you make your money as a quarterback is not always trying to throw it to your to your number one receiver, but understanding where the best matchup lies. And they've got options now in those matchups because of the fact they've got so many tall guys that can jump out, out of the building and make a play. Trevor Maddich of ESPN with us on BYU Sports Nation. As we look at this game from a logistics standpoint in terms of the pass-to-run ratio, BYU throws for a combined 300 79 yards. The offensive line protected very well against the talented Nebraska defensive line, but there was a lack of a run game. Most of BYU's run yards came on that last drive from Adam Hine. So I don't want to overreact to either one, Trevor, but where should we be looking at this run-to-pass dynamic? Uh, It's fine. You know, it was interesting. Mike Leach is a BYU guy. You know, he went off to become the Pirate of Texas Tech. He's up at Washington State now. But I was talking to him about balance. And most people think balance means you run the ball and pass the ball equally. That's not what Mike Leach thinks. Mike Leach thinks balance is you spread the ball around to a lot of different playmakers and the best way to get it to them. And that means if you throw the ball 50 times and run it 10, okay. It's just a matter of spreading the ball around. And keep in mind also that Robert and I, the BYU offensive coordinator, was an assistant coach under Mike Leach and also at Rick, Rich, with Rich Rodriguez at the University of Arizona. So he fully understands the concepts of air raid. He came from BYU. He started a right guard in the national championship season. Um, and so he's got an understanding of the way that Lavelle Edwards-style passing attack works. And by the way, the Mike Leach air raid borrows a lot from what Lavelle Edwards did. A lot of the complex that Leach uses, he learned from Lavelle Edwards. So there's a, there's a coaching tree here that, that stems out from Lavelle, and Robert and I is very much part of it. Now you add to that the fact that Robert understands offensive linemen, what they can and cannot do. That'll tell you that he'll be able to call plays based on the matchup on the other side of the ball to give the best team the best. Excuse me, to give the team the best chance to move the ball in a given situation. And so, you know, the run-pass balance is less interesting to me than the uh, the way that they attack a defense because you don't want to get hard-headed and say, well, we've got to run the ball no matter what. Well, not necessarily. You know, you've got to spread the ball around, but your running backs don't have to get their touches by trying to run it through a brick wall every time. You can throw it to them around or over that brick wall if you feel like you need to. So I wouldn't get too caught up in the run-pass balance. Now we look at BYU hosting Boise State in a wideout, first home game of the season. The kid from Boise playing Boise State. What are some of the storylines 
uh, going into Saturday's game in your mind? Well, you know, Boise is a very good team, and they're very strong defensively. And so BYU, I think, will have to run the ball a little bit better now that I've said all that in order to be able to slow down the pass rush a bit. But I'm very encouraged that even though they, their running backs did not have a good day running against Nebraska, the offensive line still was able to provide good time to throw, especially when Nebraska knew that BYU had to throw. Nebraska's got a couple of defensive tackles that are bound for the NFL. I mean, they, BYU won't face a better bunch on the, in the interior defensive line all season than they were able to to keep out of the pocket for the most part against Nebraska. Now, Boise will bring in a very aggressive, confident bunch. Uh, but from a standpoint of the storylines in this game, I think it's a matter of BYU just, just settling in and doing what, they've always, what they did to beat Nebraska, which is always focus on the next play and don't get freaked out when things go bad. I think you had reason, if you're a BYU player, to trust your coaching staff. Down the stretch when BYU needed some stops, the Bronco Mendenhall dialed up some run blitzes that were brilliant. I was just looking at them a few minutes before you guys called here this morning. And, you know, one of them that was a third and one with about six minutes to go in the game Nebraska was set up with a numbers advantage to the right side of the offense. But Bronco had the, the run blitz set up to the, to the left side of the offense because, lo and behold, pre-snap, the H-back came into motion, came over to that side of the ball, and they ran the ball into the teeth of what Bronco anticipated would happen. The players look at that, and they have a whole lot of, a lot of confidence. I think if you step back and look at the big picture overall, though, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves. And, you know, BYU's got a very, very tough schedule here. But remember back in 1984 when, when we faced Pitt in the season opener on ESPN, it was a um, – Pitt was ranked in the top five in the nation. And it was hard to imagine uh, an undefeated season that year because we, it was hard to imagine getting past Pitt. But once we did, that belief – began to skyrocket. BYU's got the entire month of September to go before they can start to have any kind of belief like that because after Boise, they're at UCLA and at Michigan. But Boise is a winnable game for the Cougars, and so if they can focus in and win this one, things start to get very interesting. Trevor, I cannot tell you how good it is to have you back on the show, my friend. Football is back, and you brought it today. Well, you know what? Football is back. And, you know, it's, it's, it's just one game. It's a long season. But my final thought is this. Yeah! Woo-hoo! <laughs> oh, God, yeah! Go Cougars! Trevor, thanks for the time. All right, guys. Oh, so good. Thanks to Trevor Mattis for joining us on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. You're screaming. Oh, yeah! Woo! The raw reaction. He took that really seriously. Oh, dude, I loved it. <laughs> I love that That's so how everyone much. Reacted, man. Oh, jeez. Maddox Mondays never disappoint. I've missed them. We give away some helmet stickers coming up. Plus, more thoughts. How about the special teams, Jerem? BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Studio B. Remember, if you miss any episode of BYU Sports Nation live, you can always watch the rebroadcast weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern. Tomorrow night, 7.30 Eastern time, relive the Mangum Miracle like you've never seen it. 
Inside BYU Football is live on BYU TV tomorrow night, 7.30 Eastern Time. Do not miss it. Trust me, you will thank us if you haven't set your DVR already. Do it right now. Just watch Inside BYU Football. Our Twitter question today, what's the bigger deal? The Manga Miracle or the Taysom Hill injury? Use hashtag BYUSN to send in your responses. At Taylor4Runner says, Taysom injury is a bigger deal, has season-long impact, but the miracle helps ease the pain. That's kind of where I am emotionally. Yeah, that's exactly how I feel. That's the perfect description. I feel like, call it what you want, you said karma earlier, that we we as a BYU fan base were gifted something Given the horrible news that Taysom Hill was out again. Austin Collie would agree, season. right? Oh, my goodness. So send in your responses using the hashtag BYUSN. Let's discuss Taysom Hill a little bit more. Liz Frank injury. Everyone's like, who in the world is Liz Frank? I don't like her. Yeah, seriously, whoever it is. It's a broken <laughs> foot. Okay, If you want more details, you can Google it. it. What it means is Taysom's hurt and he's not going to play. The dynamic that we went through on, on Saturday, Jerem, was very interesting in that we found out about it early. So you and I kind of watched the entire second half just depressed. Yeah, not in a good mood because that's certainly the worst possible news of any injury is that it's to that guy and for that long. So bummer, man. I don't know how else to say it. Just, it just stinks to the highest degree. But the good news is you saw enough from Tanner Mangum to think, okay, this guy's a gamer. This guy isn't your typical backup. For a true freshman, he is—he was unbelievable for a true freshman. Okay, when Jameis Winston and Johnny Manziel were amazing and won the Heisman, I'm not saying Tanner's in the same category. Let's let it play out. They were Richards, okay? Tanner Mangum gray-shirted, meaning he was in school but didn't take the full amount of credits to start his clock. So he worked out with the team and stuff, but he wasn't on the team. Doing, he played spring ball. But he, not to the degree that you could say, oh, he has the necessary experience to be ready. I wanted Tanner no to have he, that full year like Max Hall did under John Beck. There was no way he could have been ready for that moment. So for him to do that was unbelievable. That's why we call it the Mangum Miracle. Jeremy and I are going to give out some helmet stickers, and we will do this every Monday as we recap BYU's performances. And uh, we've got three today. I'll start uh, with mine, Jeremy. Typically, we're going to go you know, one, one each, but we've got to go three today, obviously. I'm giving mine to guess who? Mitch Matthews. You betcha. Two touchdown catches, only caught three balls, but the one was the game winner. He's a red zone target. He's an end zone target. He makes big plays. We talked about him needing to have big moments to become an elite receiver. Wow. That's a good springboard. He's on his way to becoming elite. Okay, I, I don't declare him elite quite yet. I need to see more. But that play was elite, man. Okay, mine goes to Tanner Mangum. Comes in the game for the injured Taysom Hill. Could have sunk the ship. You know what? It could have been bad. You just knocked something off the set. I don't even care. You know what? Spuddy Buddy's on here. I'm throwing him off. It's Boise State week. Spuddy Buddy, get out of here. This week, you're not on the set. (laughs) Maybe never again. We'll see what happens Saturday. Tanner Mangum gets my helmet sticker for obvious reasons. And then, obviously, Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill, the greatest quarterback that never really was. Right? What was he? 15-6 and six as a starter. I can't find a good spot for this. There you there go. 15-6 and six as a starter. Would have been the all-time leading rusher, most likely. Untapped potential. For some, re- for some reason, he had three season-ending injuries. I don't know why. Is there a greatest purpose to this? I don't know. 
But I'm bummed like everyone that Taysom Hill did not. We didn't fully see him. We didn't fully see what Taysom Hill can do. And he was unbelievable when we saw him play. Unbelievable. He won his last five games as a starter. Power fives, man. Three of those were power fives. What's the bigger deal, the Manga Miracle or the Taysom Hill injury? Use the hashtag BYUSN. Up next, the Cougar Whip Around, and it is loaded. BYU Sports Station presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Fast forward to the Whip Around. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around football. The Cougars open the season with a 33-28 win at Nebraska on a 42-yard Hail Mary from Tanner Mangum to Mitch Matthews. Taysom Hill suffered a Liz Frank injury, broken foot, and is out for the season. Travis Tuiloma is also out four to six weeks with a knee injury. Jordan Prater and Manoa Pikula are also banged up. We should know more about their injuries in about an hour. Bring on the Broncos. Soccer. BYU women's soccer beat Utah 2 to nothing. the ninth-ranked team in the country. Now 4-0. They've outscored the opposition 8 nothing. Huge game against number 2-ranked Stanford today at 10 p.m. Eastern. Cougars in the NFL. Roster news. Wani Unga made the Giants. Lonnie Fua made the Cardinals. 53-man rosters as undrafted rookies. Congrats. Also, Paul Lasique is on the practice squad for the Bears. DeAndre Wesley on the practice squad for the Ravens. Women's Volleyball. 12th-ranked BYU Women's Volleyball won the Marcia E. Hamilton Classic in St. Louis. The Cougars beat St. Louis, number 24, Purdue, and Arkansas Pine Bluff. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. We give it to the three guys we gave helmet stickers to. Tanner Mangum, Mitch Matthews, and Taysom Hill. Can we throw in the special teams too, Jerem? Sure. Johnny Linehan and Trevor Sampson were on point on Saturday. Great performances from them. Twitter question, what's the bigger deal, the Mangum Miracle or the Taysom Hill injury? Elite tweet of the day coming from at Art Director BYU. What's up, Greg? Says, moving forward, I for one will call him Tanner Moses Mangum. <laughs> After all, he did part the Red Sea. Well put. Thanks to Tanner Mangum, Trevor Maddich, and everyone on our crew. The conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter using the hashtag BYU set. By the way, every day this week, I'm throwing Spuddy Buddy off the set just because. You've thrown him twice today. The show on demand on BYUSN.com, audio podcast on iTunes, and the TuneIn app. For Jeremiah Spencer, shout out to Clay Brown. We're back to work tomorrow.